0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash project for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan.
1: So today you're going to hear from our friends, Jamie and Anna from the Snap Society, and we're Very, very excited to have them on. I have known Jamie for a while back in my photographer days, and she is super talented and an amazing photographer friend and mentor that really helped me learn and grow when I was running that business. But shift to now and recently when I got to introduce Jamie to Abigail and we got to meet the other half of the Snap Society, Anna. And we really connected because they are a partnership just like us. And so we've finally found our soul sisters in the entrepreneur world that we can really connect with and kind of relate to a lot of the same things that we go through being a partnership day to day. But lucky for you, they are able to really pivot that partnership strategy and help
0: solopreneurs
1: just as much.
0: Yeah. So today you're going to walk away with some great insight on how to create white space in not only your life, but your business. We're going to talk to you about creating your own retreat so that you can start goal setting and getting in the mindset that you need to rock for 2017. We're going to jump into essentialism and figure out how to find your strengths. So get ready. It's going to be awesome.
1: Guys, we are super excited to have on Jamie and Anna today from the Snap Society. Welcome, lady friends.
0: Well, thank Hello. you.
1: We're happy to have you here. We're really excited to talk about... Some kind of very foundation laying aspects that are perfect to be shared at the start of the year. I know a lot of people are feeling probably already overwhelmed at how to make 2017 the best year ever and how to get started on the right foot. And we know that y'all recently went on a kind of business bestie partnership retreat of awesomeness is just what I've dubbed it. That's a great way to explain. We're going to make it into a t-shirt. So I would love for you to kind of walk us through your idea of why you felt you even needed that to happen. And then I know it kind of organically grew into something that you weren't quite expecting. And so if you can share some details with us about that.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll just start off by saying Ann and I have been business partners for I don't even know how long at this point. Yeah, we kind of started off separate and then merged together, but we are on separate sides of the country. And so that makes it really hard because we don't get to just sit in the same room and chat, although we do just keep on Google Hangout. And same. so we knew we knew that we needed to get together. And when we thought we were getting together, we hadn't done this yet. Like every time we get together, we are getting together to be productive. We have certain things we're going to get done. And this was more of a team building, planning, brainstorming trip. But it also was for us, it was funny because we thought we were going to like be really leisurely and have a lot of fun together. But for us, Work is really fun. So that's really what we ended up doing. And it took a turn for greatness, I think, because of everything that came out of it. It was really exciting. The biggest thing for us, and I think a lot of people, especially if you're an entrepreneur with your own business, can relate to this you are go getters, you are doers, you get her done, you hustle, and you don't take a whole lot of time to just stop and think. And that was something that both Anna and I were really feeling like, okay, we've got to just take some time to just stop and think about our business instead of being on hyperspeed constantly. And so that's really what this is about. So Anna.
3: Yeah. I would say that like all of 2016 for us, although we were very successful and more successful than we have been, it was so much doing. Yes. Like so much doing. It was like, okay, now we're doing this. Okay. Now we have to start this. Oh my gosh. Now we have to do this. And when you're constantly doing you get stuck in this point where you can't think ahead. So you're not even thinking about what's working and what's, you're just not taking the time to think. And so that had been actually like 2015 and 2016 for us (laughs) had just been like constant overwhelm. And although we were seeing success in numbers, we knew that we could do better and we knew that we needed to focus a little bit more. And so taking that time to- give ourselves that white space to focus was hugely important.
1: Well, and I think it's a really important thing to realize of yourself and recognizing that if you continue on that hustle pattern, yes, you will be successful. Yes, you might up level a little bit, like make a little bit more money the year after. But until you truly step back and lay like bigger, long term game plan strategies in place, that's when you can truly take that frazzled hustle off of your chest and up level your business income wise, reach wise, instead. Of continuing that same, like spinning the wheels and just doing the work, you're thinking outside of that.
2: And it really is spinning wheels because, yes, they are all great ideas, but think if we put all of that energy into a couple of great ideas instead of to a hundred great ideas. And (sighs) so it's like, I I don't know if you two are like this, I can only imagine, but we will call each other daily and we're like, (gasps) this is the new best idea, you know, and then tomorrow we have an even better idea. And it's really amazing all the great ideas that we (laughs) come up with, but then we can't fully execute on any of these great ideas because we have too many going on. Mm -hmm. And so I think that for us, we read this book called Essentialism, which if you have not read it, have you all read it? I haven't read it. Oh my gosh. You have to read this book. So yeah, we got it on audio even before we are audible, even before we went on this trip. And so we did some pre-work before we went on this trip. And and we're going to tell you how you can do, you know, a business trip for yourself even if you don't have a business partner, we'll talk about that later. But we did some pre-work. And one of the things that we did was we read Essentialism. I like to do Audible, but I also like to get the book so I can highlight it, go back to it and highlight it. And the biggest theme that we both picked up, it was so interesting that we both knew what we needed to do was do less, better. Mm -hmm. And so that became the motto of our entire retreat, of all of our brainstorming, all of our planning. How can we do less, better? And so now even after this retreat... When I call Anna with this really great idea, (laughs) they're like, okay, let's add that to the Google Doc that might be something we do in 2018, but we cannot do it in 2017 because we're going to do less better this year, you know? And so going in to this time. So the biggest thing is we specifically scheduled a time on our calendar to get away. Right. But going into it prepared with a motto, like doing less better really helped us to be able to wrap everything around that, the the whole time that we were planning. Yeah.
3: So like any time we spent the whole time really looking at what our whole year was going to look like and where are we going to come out? Like, we've got ideas for other courses. Were we going to release any of them this year? So we had all these ideas. And so every time that we went, we had, like, <laughs> we had this big board of post-it notes. You I know? saw
0: your picture it that you magical. It, uh, I wanted to oh, touch amazing. it. <laughs> and every
3: time that we would start to put something up there, we were able to kind of say like, does this go with our with our plan, like yep. with, with our goals? So
0: were you yeah. immediately judging these ideas or were you doing it more classic brainstorm style and like throwing up every idea and then Roll polling.
2: on at that first. So, you know, you saw the picture of these big post-it notes throughout our entire beautiful hotel room. Like it was walls. Of, it ruined you know, our hotel. Room. <laughs> it ruined our hotel. I'm sure our housekeeper was like, what is going on here? You like know, we beautiful minds. <laughs> <laughs> We did the classic like brainstorm, you know, throw up brainstorm. And then we began to cross it off. And then when we narrowed down, these are our focuses, we began to brainstorm off of those focuses.
0: That makes me so excited. I'm like jealous. I want it. Well, we we haven't had time to do any of that. We
1: did this a little bit, like very, very, very tiny version of this. Going into quarter four of 2016, we had met a lot of our goals that we had already planned for that year already. So in July, I mean, which amazing, like humble breath, right? Yeah. But in July, we were left with, okay, but what do we do now then? And so I think July, August, September was Oh, let's tweak this. Let's try this thing. Let's make an entire course overnight because that would make this thing even better. And I remember in the middle of outlining this brand new thing that we were gonna do, we stopped ourselves and were like, Okay, this feels a little icky. It feels a little yeah. pressury. It feels a little like this is a band-aid and we need to be looking at the big picture here instead. And so we've done those very tiny versions, but I would love y'all headed to Vegas, right? We yeah. did. Yeah. I need to not have the coffee shop style and I wanna go somewhere.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is we ended up in Vegas, but like, I'm not kidding you. We had so much fun doing this that like, we ended up getting room service twice that day. Yes. We did not leave the hotel room. So the best piece of advice I can say is like, get a really nice room because you may end up be, you know, yes. staying there most of the time. We decided one day was going to be like a relaxed day by the pool. And both of us looked at each other and we're like, let's go plan. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing here? You yep. know? So yeah, I think that it's kind of like a machine gun versus a shotgun, right? You yep. know, like the machine and it's like trying to hit all these and it never can really get to a target whereas a shotgun, you know, you shoot it straight. And for us, that's what this looked like for us. And the beautiful thing about it is doing it ahead of time to where we can bounce all ideas. We can stay focused throughout it. So here's what this meant for us. This meant really being intentional about our nose. And I know this is like a popular conversation, but for us, it meant not only saying no to others, but saying no to ourselves. That's and so, to each aware. other, yes. Right, and to each other. And so one thing that we, we went into this retreat going and saying, where do we want to speak? Like, where do we physically want to speak? Who do we want to say yes to for speaking gigs? We came out of the retreat saying, we're only going to say yes to podcasts because anytime that we can get away, we need to be getting away together. And then our next thing is like everybody's saying, will you please do you know a retreat? Will you please do a retreat? And we want to, we want to give our people that. But we realize this year we can't. And so if we do something where we're going away from our families, it will be to serve our people in a retreat, not to, you know, go around and be doing all these speaking gigs because of the place of life that we're at. Now, that's a really hard thing because this is something we actually really want to do at some point is, you know, be filling up our calendar with travel, you know, speaking gigs. But that was something that we came out of saying, there's a couple that we would say yes to, one that we would say yes to this year. But beyond that, 2017 is going to be the no for going to speak.
1: I love that.
2: That was not a thing that we went in thinking was going to come out of it. No, because I actually, like one of my
3: goals was like, I think I want to speak places. I think that would be so fun. And Mm -hmm. we came out of it just like solidly feeling, no, that's Mm -hmm. not where we're going this year.
0: And what was the reasoning behind that? Did you feel like it was distracting from your mission? Like... Was it because it wasn't earning enough income? What specifically made you say no to speaking? So
2: there were a couple of things. One was when we looked at our calendar, we were going, when would we possibly do this in being fair to our followers and in being fair to our family? How could we fit in that? Because when you go and speak, it's a lot to go and speak, you know? Could we reach the same amount, maybe not quite as intimately, but could we reach the same amount of people and give great content via a podcast from the comforter of our own home? Can we reach a ton of people, but from the comfort of our own home instead of actually physically going? So it's different for us because we have families, you know, and so we're, we're already committed that we have to get together to re-record some things. We have to get together for another retreat, her and I. And so to tack onto that, and then our mastermind retreat that we do with our ladies to tack onto that speaking gigs, it's just not right for us in our lifestyle. Anna, do you remember any other, any other no's? (laughs) No, like any other reasons why we said no to that.
3: Yeah, I think it's just for us, the end goal of impacting as many people as we can, the speaking gigs for the amount of time that it's going to take us and the amount of income. And it was the same with having to say no to the retreat. We would love to offer that for our people but the amount of time versus what that's gonna the return on investment mm-hmm. basically yeah. is just not there,
2: you know. And when we saw our calendar for that year of everything we were yeah. offering, we were like, "There's no possible way that we could do this and still be fair to our families."
1: Oh, I think the biggest thing to realize also, and in, in what you guys did is okay what is the goal of saying yes to speaking? How can we reach that same goal, but just in another way that makes sense right now? So you're not, you're mm-hmm. still achieving the goal of expanding your reach mm-hmm. and getting in front of audiences and providing value. You're literally just doing it in a different way in a way that makes sense for you right now.
2: Exactly. Right? Yep. Love it. Yep. One thing that I feel like has come out of this too, is that I feel like if you have not had to say no like, if you had not had to say some really tough no's, then you're probably saying yes too much. Yes, 100%. And so that's sort of a way to gauge yourself. Like, if you have not had to, like, agonize and cry mm-hmm. over saying no to something, then most likely you need to pick something to say no to.
1: Well, yeah, that happened to us at the end of... 2016, where very similar to you, we wanted to start saying yes to more speaking things. And we wanted to get paid to do it. And we wanted to travel to do it. And it sounds amazing. And we definitely wanted it part of our 2017 plan. And so I think kind of in the back of our minds, both of us were like the first person that makes sense, but offers to pay us pretty well to do this, we're going to say yes to because we don't have a lot under our belt. We haven't had a lot of practice. And so getting paid to do it would be phenomenal. And so sure Mm -hmm. enough, we got it and we got an offer and it was awesome. But it was also six weeks after my baby was due. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, like that's not going to be ideal. I'm going to be, you know, loving on that muffin. And so we asked for some extra things and didn't get it. And so we said, if we do not get those things that make sense for this to work, we have to say no. And it sucks so bad.
0: Yeah. But it made sense.
2: Yeah. And in the long run, it'll be so worth it. Yes be so, so worth it.
0: When you started brainstorming these things, and you started creating a plan, and you started really mapping it out, what kind of literal steps did you do to make that map? Were you talking dates immediately? Were you immediately pulling out tasks? Like how specific did you get? And what were you able to find as a result of doing this?
3: Mm. Well, one thing that's really great about Jamie as a business partner is she is super organized.
0: (laughs) And so before we even
3: went, she had an assignment for both of us to do where
1: (laughs) Jamie, I love you so much.
3: Where we, she had like written out some questions, and then there's this thing called the Strength Finder that we had to take to like find out what our actual strengths were, because what your strengths are a hundred percent play into what your goals should be. Yeah, and how you're going to achieve those goals. And so that's where we started. I can't, I can't remember. Do you remember like some of the questions, Jamie, that you made us For ask? The, like
2: the team building part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know if this would really apply to a lot of people if you don't have a business partner, but
3: because it did, it was like questions about like, what you felt went well
2: and what you felt didn't go well. Yeah. So for this year, what did we do well? What could we be changing for next year? What do we want to keep and what do we want to get rid of? And so when we were brainstorming, it's not like we did this huge dump on everything. We actually broke up our brainstorming in sections. So like one thing was brainstorming. We knew we needed a new website. So we brainstormed all about the website. Hmm. You know, what was this going to look like? All the things that we wanted in a website. And then we had to whittle that down, right? We brainstormed about what was going to be our one, thing that we were going to, our consistent give, you know, what would that look like? And we brainstormed the heck out of that. And so we took sections and we would brainstorm and, and the brainstorming happened before the planning ever happened. And so I think that that's a really important thing to do in your business, whatever your business is. There's different elements to your business. And so take that and brainstorm it and then whittle it down. Part of whittling it down is in your planning section. And you're looking at your year and your months and you're realizing, wow, there is no human way to accomplish all of these things and still keep my sanity. But when you don't write it all down, when you don't actually see it, and when you don't try to find a place for it on your calendar, in our minds, we think that we're super women and that we can do all things. You are a super woman though, lady. yes we are yes well, for hours. <laughs> yeah, right. no but yeah so seriously so that is what helped us was that we did our brainstorming in sections, you know, categorized it sections, and then we took the brainstorming, we took the things that we were, you know, ended up landing on, and we said, do we really have time for all these things? And we put it into the calendar. We actually had to print out our calendar because 2017 calendars weren't out yet. Mm-hmm. So, and then we did that, and then that helped us whittle, and then that also helped us say, actually, this needs to go into 2018.
0: Want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business?
2: And then we also came up with themes. So for our business is different than other businesses, but we came up with 14 months worth of themes. So we have a theme for each month. So that's awesome. That's really good for us to do instead of just being a fly at the seat of our pants every single well, month, you know?
1: I think a couple of the things you did, it's just so, so reassuring to hear because we have not done this well, but we've had it in conversations. And so like, yes, going out to a retreat to do it. So even if you don't have time to like pull out to go to a Vegas retreat, you can still have these conversations with yourself of A, starting with what we call the tweak and repeat. So what did work really well for you this year? What of those things worked well, but could work better that you just need to make a slight tweak or a pivot to your business plan coming up in the new year? And what like went phenomenally well that you absolutely want to do over and over and over again, maybe it's blogging, maybe it's your Instagram growth, maybe it's the way you communicate with clients, whatever it is, and then mapping those out and seeing if they still make sense for your end goal and still make sense for one that if you even like doing them.
2: Right, right. Absolutely.
0: So tell me more about the strengths finder. I I did one in my corporate career and you know work paid for it. We did it and then we had this big old hoopla about like <laughs> this is what you're good at and telling everybody in the team what you're good at. And one of the things I found really interesting in that conversation was that all of a sudden these other people Knew your faults, mm. like your weaknesses, in addition mm. to your strengths. I mean, obviously, you're in a smaller setting, and you both love each other a lot, so you're probably not going to use your weaknesses against <laughs> each other. But what did you find? Like, I would literally love to know what your strengths are, and how have you been able to kind of divide up what your Jamie's got a do. binder.
1: I feel like I she has a binder.
0: That <laughs> let gonna... me pull
2: up my color coded tabs in my book. <laughs> <laughs> and you start. Okay,
3: so it was funny to do the Strength finder because you're answering these questions and they're so darn random that you're like, how in the world is this going to come up with anything about me? This is stupid. Yeah. And then you end it and it's like, so for me, it was, I had, I'm a learner, which is very obvious. I'm always listening to like an audiobook. Always. I'm adaptable. I love that about her. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what mine are.
2: And Jamie has hers like written down. She was, I wrote yours down too. Futurist. Oh. And strategic, oh. yes. Oh, so you get your top quality. five. You actually yeah. have more than that, but you have to pay more. But you get your top five.
0: Love it. Yeah. Awesome. What are your top five?
2: So mine. Let me just tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> I was not fully with fully content with what mine were, so I decided <laughs> to take it again. extra <laughs> money to take it again, and my husband was like, Jane, you cannot do that." Well, anyways, I pretty much ended up with the same thing. One thing was switched out. but So I'm going to go with the first time that I took it. So activator, restorative, woo, which everybody knew that I would be, which sounds really dumb, but woo is winning others over. Ooh. Communication, which I thought if I don't get that one, yeah. that's going to be really nice. What are you doing in life then? <laughs> i'm feeling at my major and then significance that was my favorite so it's funny because you'll get some that you're like this one's so dumb significance you know yeah, like really do i mean? really want that as one of my five well significance is you want to be significant number one <laughs> <laughs> i hate it so much but that you, anything you do, like you want it to be significant. You want it to make a difference to you. If it's not going to make a difference, it's not worth doing, which actually is very true to me. But it's funny because you have to take these and you have to fully embrace and accept them so that you can actually, you know, grow stronger instead of fighting them. And so that's a beautiful thing about knowing each other's because we actually watched the little videos on hers and on mine and, you know, on hers, I'm like, gosh, I wish I was that one. You know, we (laughs) want to be what we're not, right? But instead we got to accept, embrace and grow stronger from that. And so we were able to start off our whole time with those, knowing those strengths. I would
3: say that every time, like when we are facing different things in our business since then... Those come up, you know, and they are helping as a business partnership. And I know a lot of people aren't in a business partnership, but in a business partnership, it does help me know how to react to Jamie or how to encourage Jamie or that kind of thing. And I do think even if you are a solo business owner, it helps you to kind of step back in certain situations and know why you're reacting in certain ways. 100%. And why you're making the choices that you're, you know, and I do think it's huge when it comes to making decisions and when deciding what role you're going to play in your business, what are you going to do in your business? If it doesn't align with your strengths, Mm -hmm. then like you need to capitalize on those
0: strengths. Mm -hmm. How are you able to, like, what would you tell someone who is you know, that single business owner, like, what would be the benefit of knowing these things about you besides what you just said? Like, is there anything in particular you think would really help a single business owner by knowing more about themselves?
2: Yeah, like, like one of my strengths, I don't remember which one it was, but it said, you're going to need a this strength person around you. It was funny because Anna had one of those, like she, that was one of her top fives. And one of her top fives said, you're going to need a, this person around you. Now, if we didn't have, and that was one of my f- top fives. So that was really awesome. But if we didn't have that, what we would have done or what I would have done is I would have found somebody who has that sort of strength. And then that, they would have been my sounding board. And actually that's how Anna and I found each other was we started off that way as being friends, not as being business partners, really holding each other accountable, being each other's sounding board. And so I think too when there's something as a single, you know, business owner that you that is not your strength that you're not good at, it would be so much better for you to pass that off to somebody. Yes. So that might be a VA, that might be an intern, but instead of trying to perfect something that you are, God just did not create you to do, you know, knowing that and being able to pass it on to somebody else. Well, I think that could give you the exact roadmap of when
1: you need to invest in those things by knowing those strengths and weaknesses would give you the outline of like, okay, to best free up my stress level. And for me to do better at all of these other things, it makes sense for me to invest in someone for social media or content or editing or whatever it is, customer service, that would be my favorite thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And so knowing,
2: okay, this is going to help me in
1: so many ways if I start there.
2: And if you don't have the money to invest, then instead invest your time. Find other business owners that you can mastermind with. You know, that will take time for you to actually find other people who have gifts that you can, you know, go off of, but you can get together and mastermind with them in person, or you can do it over Google Hangouts. There's so many Facebook groups out there that you can find amazing people, but find people that really complement what you're needing in your business. And not that they're necessarily going to do anything for you as far as take on your workload, Mm -hmm. but they could, you know, be a great, brainstorming or sounding board or, or, whatever.
0: Yeah. So if you were, you know, you're, you're listening to all of this and you're like, Oh, like, I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have time to fly to Vegas. <sighs> I'm by myself. I don't have anybody else to talk to. I just want to recreate this retreat myself because I know I need it. And I know, I mean, yes, I can take the strengths finder test, but how can I embrace the idea of brainstorming without having a sounding board? And what would your suggestions be to recreate the experience? I think that the way that brainstorming
3: happens best, because obviously, like Jamie said, in the beginning of this interview, we're always coming up with ideas. So you kind of feel like I'm constantly brainstorming, like, why do I need to set aside time to brainstorm, you know? But the key is, is that like, okay, I'm sitting at my desk right now and I could sit and I could brainstorm for a little while, but then the laundry needs to be switched or then my kids are going to come home. My husband's going to come home for lunch. My, like, somebody's going to call me something's going to happen and so when you're not intentionally taking yourself away from all those distractions then the brainstorming doesn't ever fully happen so like our no. beginning brainstorming
1: mm-hmm. was
3: much different than our ending brainstorming and that was the big key for for Jamie and I over the 3 days and I'm not saying you need to take 3 days but even if you just took one overnight and shut yourself in a hotel room Mm -hmm. and without the intention. And so like, I know for me as a mom and a business owner and a wife, shutting myself in a hotel room sort of looks like a, I will just work for 24 hours and get all this crap done. That's on my to-do list. That is what you don't want to do. Like take that time and say, I'm not going to do anything. That's going to cross anything off my to-do list. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stop. I'm going to first do the strength finder then I'm going to do a review of what so far has worked well for me and what is kind of failing Mm -hmm. and what I need to do to make it. And then for us, it was coming up with like, what are our end goals? Like Mm -hmm. financially, what are our goals? And then also impact wise, what are our goals? Who do we want to impact those kind of things and start with that foundation, because that's how you can then say no, because you can say, okay, is this going to financially affect our goals? How is that gonna financially affect our goals? How is this in the end going to affect our impact on Mm -hmm. our audience? How is this gonna affect the growth of our business? And you can take those goals and almost use them as a filter
2: Mm-hmm. or everything that you're brainstorming. Mm-hmm. How does this serve our people? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a big thing for us. Are we really, is, is everything that we're doing just busy work or are we actually serving our people in this? And so for me, I did something before Anna and I got together. It's like we're of in a course. dating relationship or something. <laughs> before we got together, my kids were younger and I was coming up with this Lightroom course. And I took this huge step for me because I never left my family. And for three days, I did get a hotel. And it was like this big dramatic thing, you know, that I'm getting a hotel, (laughs) leaving my children, and it's written down. But like Anna said, it was, to get something done. It was just to do. I wish that earlier on I would have said once a year I am going to take a night or mm-hmm. three and just go away and be with myself and in the quiet of that listen to what the needs are. Listen to what you know really needs to be happening for this year and be super intentional and actually have the white space but the thing is people say gosh I just haven't done that I haven't had time for that. It's really not about you having time for it because none of us have time for it. No, it's about right. you being intentional and actually scheduling time for yes. it. And so putting it on the calendar and scheduling that time. So since then, Mm -hmm. we've even talked about scheduling a time where Ann and I have a meeting where we do not talk about to do's, but we're just talking about, we're just thinking about our business together. Mm -hmm. We're just doing that. So yeah, I think that This is a super important thing that is not going to just happen.
1: Yep. We schedule schedule those times in once a month to look back on the previous month stats and what worked, what didn't, what did we accomplish? Did we achieve the goals that we wanted to for that exact month? And are those goals still in line with our bigger picture? And doing that, at least that check-in once a month, you may only be spending an hour or two on it, and that's still going to keep that end goal and that longer term game plan at top of mind.
0: Yes. Well, and I think the other big filter that we use in addition to like you said, is this serving people, I think we also take a step back and know that like every task is going to take either time, money or energy and really coming up with is it worth it? And is it yes, is it going to do these things for our business? But is it going to drive us so crazy that like it's literally yes. not even worth okay. investing in? Or right. we know it's going to take hiring another person to handle the extra work or whatever. And there were some decisions we made recently, like the podcast, where we knew we didn't have time to edit it every single time and you know, come up with a transcript and all of that. But that meant, okay, I guess we're going to hire a company to edit it for us. And that's okay, but Mm -hmm. we took the intention of knowing, okay, yes, this is extra, but we can fit it in. Or Mm -hmm. no, there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. we've said no to where it was like, you know what? This sounds great, but I'm just reacting Mm -hmm. instead of like really thinking through it. Right. Yeah, and I think that happens so much for us as creatives
3: and entrepreneurs where it's like you're watching all these other businesses and you're in all of these Facebook groups and you're seeing what everybody else is doing. So you're like, they're doing a podcast. So we should do a podcast. Yep. They're doing videos. So we should do videos. They're doing, they're blogging every single mm-hmm. day. So we should blog every single day. They're focusing on Instagram. So we should focus on Instagram. They're on Pinterest. So we should be on Pinterest. Yeah. And like all of a sudden you're like, you think you need to do every single thing that every other business owner is doing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's just physically impossible yes. to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And do it well. I think we can all do it mm-hmm. and do it. Really bad. <laughs> When I think we're very intentional about saying, hey, these are the things in our business that we do every day or that grew our business or the strategies that helped, A, every business is different. And you have to make sure that that strategy is actually in line with the effort that you're going to put into it and the end goal that you want. Mm-hmm. But know that there is no magic formula. So even if you don't follow exactly what we've done, you're going to have your own success. It might just look a little bit different and that's 100% okay.
2: hmm mm-hmm.
1: So in Absolutely. your brainstorming session, when you got past that like initial what I call word vomit, where you're just like throwing yeah. stuff up on the big picture and you're asking yourself those questions, did you leave Vegas with 2017 mapped out day to day with
2: deadlines and tasks 14 and months. everything? Awesome. Awesome. So we broke it up. I'm actually opening up the doc right as we speak. <laughs> we broke it up as in week. Month and year. So, what are our weeks going to look like? What are those meetings going to look like with our team, with each other? What's what's the week going to look like with our social media? What's the week going to look like on our blog? What's the week, I mean, everything about our week. And then we broke it down into our month. What does that look like? And then we broke it down into a year. And so, actually, this is a great tip that I have for you. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. (laughs) Get ready. Get ready, people. So, you know, we have this on this Google doc and it's so perfect. It's so great. We're so pumped about it. And then we get home and I have no office. Okay. So my husband built this office and I have no office. And now I've got somebody coming in helping me to design this office. And I decided, you know, we talked about this, but I don't remember. I remember weekly stuff, but not the monthly and not the, you know, so I was thinking, how can I design my office in a way that everything that we talked about is really getting, implemented the way we talked about it. And so what I am doing is I am, I'm putting it up on the wall by, by week, by year. And so, like I said, we categorized by theme. So we have 14 months worth of themes, but then we have the broken down in a smaller picture. I'm going to have it on my wall so that I can just glance Mm -hmm. over at it and say, these are the things that we do each week. How are we doing? Are these things done? Have I done my, my responsibilities for the week? And these are the goals for the month. How are we doing on those goals? And they're just right in my face constantly. So that's something that is really important because you can have all this stuff. You can take the time to do it. And if it sits in your Google Doc on your computer and Evernote file, whatever, yeah, it's not getting done. So, and also we stuck things in our calendar too, obviously, and I've got my calendar, but even for our social media stuff, those are things that we're putting on a different calendar. So just making sure that whatever you've planned, whatever you're gonna say no to, whatever your motto is, all of those things are very visual and they're right there in your face. Yeah,
0: awesome. We we are huge planners. I think all of that for us would have definitely ended up in Trello. But I think whatever your system is, you just got to do what works. And if it means putting it on your wall, I've seen people like straight up paint their goals on their wall, <laughs> like big. You know, that's like too commitment for, me, for but- me, and it makes me stress
1: out. I want a glass whiteboard for 2017, like a big one. They're really expensive, but maybe work and buy it (laughs) and put it up. Because our big strategy and our in-depth, like, you know – Beautiful mind, string the red string to all the task Type behavior really needs to happen when we're talking about our emails because that's how we communicate a lot with our audience, and we have a lot of moving pieces and funnels. But we get so overwhelmed with like, okay, this one leads to what, and we need to be mentioning what at what time and when does it send? And I think that would be a huge weight off my shoulders where I could glance at it and be like, okay, yep. I know that that's happening because I log into ConvertKit probably two or three times a day to
2: be like, okay, what yes. sent that
1: today? The most overwhelming sent yesterday. <laughs>
2: Oh gosh! We like Anna has made me like diagrams on Photoshop before because I've needed the visual. She's like, I just I need that. I need no. that.
0: I'm not opening up Photoshop for you. I'm sorry.
2: Abby. <laughs> love
0: you a like, lot. If we were in
3: person, that. I would have drawn it out on a yeah. piece of paper so she could see it. Yes. But it yes. was like, it was so hard for me to wrap my brain around it. And then it was like, okay, I need her to wrap her brain around it. And I just
2: drew it all out. It was like, so beautiful. I really should have framed it. Honestly, <laughs> You should have.
1: <laughs> I bet you still have it. For sure. so. <laughs> awesome. Well, I would love to, to get into our talk strategy to me segment. And I know we talked a lot today about creating that white space possibly taking a retreat and doing this time for yourself so you can look more at the bigger picture. And so maybe just break that down into three to five action steps you think someone could take away to start implementing today or this week to create this same white space effect in their own
2: business. Okay, I'll start and then Anna, I'm going to pass it on to you. I'm, I want to say one thing. The first thing it needs to start with is the book essentialism. We should have an affiliate link for this, Anna. <laughs> that book, I feel like for creatives, for creative minds where we're all over, especially if you you are like me and you're creative slash ADD, then you really need to read the book. Yes. Read the book essentialism and have that be your pre anything. like before you do anything, just read that book. So that's number one. Yes. Number two, Anna. I need to do that. Yeah, definitely yeah.
3: read that. Number two, I would say take the strike finder and number, yeah. how many steps are we supposed to give them? Five. Three
0: to five. Three
3: to <laughs> okay. five.
2: So I would yeah. say the next one would be to look at your calendar and plan out a getaway, a time to get away. And here's the thing. If you don't have kids, then you could make it a home getaway. But if you've got kids and just talk to your husband. I don't think you
3: can make it a home getaway if you have a husband.
2: <laughs> okay. So and
3: also, no, even that though, because then you still, I feel like, and I, maybe this is just me. I feel like if I'm home, there are things that have to happen. I think it's necessary. Yeah, so to I away. actually
2: have the gift of hyper focus when I need to because of that. that that I can get in a zone and not leave my desk. But I I do agree getting away. I mean, I'm thinking if you're not financially, if you can't do it, but Getting away, blocking out that time for at least 24 hour period. If you can do 48, that would be great. But the biggest thing with it is you're not just getting away to get away. You need to be really intentional about it. And that's why I say the pre-homework and that's why I made up pre-homework for us to do because we needed to be intentional about it, right? So the pre-homework needs to be reading that book because it gets your mind going and it sort of centers you. So take those couple of days and get away, bring big, huge post-it notes, you know, the ones that go on the wall and bring your calendar (laughs) and bring the book essentialism. But other than that, that's what I would say is so, so very important. Care about your business, love your business, love yourself enough that you're willing to take the time to do that. Because I think I thought that it was very selfish of me to do that. And it's not selfish. It's not selfish at all. Yeah. And I think
3: after the fact, I think that like both of us are going into 2017 with such a clear vision that I feel like there's no chance that it's not going to be a huge year, you know, and for you to be A hundred percent. To have that confidence in your business and start out your year like that is huge. Absolutely. Right.
2: Absolutely. So yes. I think that thing, yes. like, what is so great is I have Annette and I can call her and say, this is a great idea. And she's like, remember, Jamie, we are staying <laughs> focused. So if you don't have that, I think after coming back, this would be step number four. After coming back, Do you it. either show this plan to your husband or you show this plan to mm-hmm. a friend and you say, I need you to keep me accountable. I'm going to have a lot of great ideas, but this is what I need to stay focused on for this year. Will you check in with me, yep. you know, or can we check in with you, each other? week?" Weekly and talk weekly with each other. This could even be something that you don't go on a retreat with a friend with, but you guys both say that you're going to do this and then you share what your findings were. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so excellent. I love that. Well,
0: I want to know because people are obviously going to fall in love with you because I honestly. If you guys can't tell, I feel like we are twins. We are like, so twins. <laughs> like, I'm Jamie <laughs> and Emily <laughs> is Anna. And it's like, I don't <laughs> know if you've seen our dog yep. twin photos, but it's weird. We are it very similar. Anyway, they are going <laughs> to obviously want to follow you guys after this because, duh. So where can they hang out with you online?
3: <laughs> well, they can find us on our website is thesnapsociety.com. And from there, they can join our... Facebook group, the Snap Society community, which is where we're at all the time, every single day. All the time. time. Awesome.
1: We'll go find them in all the places.
3: Yeah. Anywhere else.
2: If you are a photographer, we do have something called Profitography and that is launching now-ish, depending on when this recording is, but I think it's launching now, in February. (laughs) We only offer this a couple of times a year. And this is really about, if you're a photographer, you've got, you know, your creative stuff figured out, you've got your camera stuff figured out, But what you really need is the business stuff and making money figured out. And so that's what we do in profitography.
1: Love it. Guys, go check them out. We'll post up links in the show notes for all the things that we mentioned in this episode and their amazing goodies. Thank
0: you so much for hanging out with us today. We had an awesome time. We did
2: too. Thank you. Thank you. you.
0: Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join The Co-op, our creative template shop membership